Hey, B2B Nation, this is Jordan Schneider, and I'm here today with Scott Brinker, who is the co-founder and CTO of Ion Interactive, and also the program chair of the MarTech Conference in San Francisco this May, right? Is it May 10th? Uh, yeah, May 9 through 11. So 10 is right in the middle there. Hey, there we go. I was I was close. <laughs> uh, cool. So Scott, would you mind starting out by just telling us a little bit about yourself and Ion Interactive? Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Jordan. Um, so yeah, I wear two different hats. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CTO of Ion Interactive, which is a SaaS platform for marketers to build interactive content. Uh, so things like uh, quizzes and assessments, calculators, solution finders, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, and to be able to build that without having uh, programmers do it for you. Um, and then the other hat I wear is, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the program chair of the MarTech conference. Uh, I write a uh, blog called chiefmartech.com and uh, really is a labor of love. I've just been uh, uh, observing the uh, the intermingling of the uh, technology world and the marketing world here for the past nine years. Uh, and it's just really fascinating to see how that has exploded. So how did that, can can you explain, I, I guess, was MarTech Conference, was that kind of a, a marketing strategy for ION or was that a completely different project? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure yeah, my uh, co-founders at ION uh, would have uh, liked it that way. Um, <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, the uh, uh, MarTech Conference is actually produced by a company called Third Door Media. Uh, and they approached me based on my work on uh, the Chief MarTech blog to really create a vendor-neutral environment. So we have a real church and state arrangement. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I do the program uh, for the MarTech conference, but it's all programmed in a vendor-neutral way. Uh, and they handle all the sponsorships, uh, so there's never any you know pay-for-play or mixing of sponsoring and speaking and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, and while certainly it's a, a good event for Ion, uh, you know it's uh, it's definitely not an Ion event, uh, and we don't uh, use it to you know as a marketing vehicle for ourselves because you know it's uh, nothing wrong with those sorts of conferences out there, but uh, we think it's kind of cool to have a. Uh, a, a level playing field uh, for uh, all MarTech vendors right. at that event. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's interesting to me because your background is in, I mean, are, are you a programmer by trade or no? Uh, I was once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Background in software engineering. So what, what sparked the specific interest in, in just marketing technology in general? I'm just curious about that. So, you know, I've always been a bit of an entrepreneurial software guy, so I had an appreciation for marketing early on in my career. Uh, but where I think it really came together was when Ion was in that business of doing web development for large Fortune 500 companies. It was fascinating. We'd always be hired by the marketing department. Uh, they were the ones who wanted to have some new generation web property built. Uh, but then since I was in charge of, you know, the technology team at ION that would actually build it out, um, I would get drafted to be the one to go and talk to the uh, client's IT department to, you know, <laughs> figure out how we were actually going to make this work with their systems. Right. And so I, as I kept going back and forth between marketing and IT there at these companies, it, it was fascinating to see on one hand, just how far apart they were. I mean, just culturally and uh, models of how they approach things. But at the same time, how 
essential was going to be for them to come together and collaborate based on what the business actually wanted to build. So that, that, that was the genesis of the Chief Martech blog. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can't say I haven't experienced some of those pains <laughs> firsthand. Just being, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Right? I love our developers. I mean, I love every single one of them. They're great people and they're awesome to work with. But it is like, I mean, when you said at the beginning of this, oh, Ion Interactive creates tools so you, you know, marketing can just run them themselves. They don't really have to deal with engineering. I was like, oh, wow, I really need to check that out. <laughs> And it's like, you know, with Google Tag Manager and all these places where marketers can kind of go in and do things themselves, that to me is always this big sigh of relief, um, just in terms of not having to wait <laughs> forever for the engineering team to get something done. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. You just mentioned the differences in culture and everything, and I think that's that's probably where that comes from most, right, is those pain points are coming from just that difference in culture that part of it is just there's been an explosion of things to be done right like i mean you know 10 years ago 15 years ago you know there wasn't that much that marketing needed from it there wasn't i mean it was a relatively um lightweight software consumer uh, but obviously today i mean it's, it's like a polar opposite of that i mean totally. everything marketing does today has some sort of software dimension to it uh, and this is all net new. Uh, and so I think part of what the struggle was with marketing and IT, because uh, IT has other groups they deal with, not just marketing, and all of them are going through this explosion you know, of software and data. And so at some point, just the volume of it really required uh, you know, groups like the marketing teams to just step up to the plate and take more responsibility for what they were going to leverage themselves. But even even not just about, you know, the hours involved, I think part of it just comes down to, you know, marketing needs to be responsible for the success of its marketing programs. And as a result, it has to take uh, some ownership uh, of the tools and systems that they use to achieve that outcome. So, yes. um, yeah, it, 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 it's a convergence of a lot of these different forces that really have pushed marketing into a much more leadership role with its own software capabilities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That 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 must be pretty interesting, too, especially with the conference and everything to observe all those changes. So I'm curious, just because you've been doing this for a while with the blog and everything, but what do you think... I just want to hear the professional opinion on all of this marketing technology that's come out and manifested itself in the last like decade or so, maybe five years. Like, what do you think is the most impactful technology that's come out in the last five to 10 years for marketers today? Wow. Yeah. That's a is tough that tough? Is that too answer. hard? <laughs> Partly because, yeah, it's just, you know... There's I mean, so much, I know. The, the other question I get asked, because, you know, I uh, curate that uh, crazy marketing tech landscape with thousands of vendors, you know, and every year when I'm working on it, uh, you know, I'll always get questions of like, oh, well, which category is, you know, the most exciting, which is the most innovative? And the truth is, when I go through this, what astounds me is it's hard to find a category where there isn't 
innovation still happening. I mean, for instance, like take content management systems, right? That's the oldest marketing technology in the world at this point. You know, uh, CRMs and content management systems, right? They're decades old, sure. you know, theoretically as a category. But even today, there's this incredible explosion, like in the CMS, this, this new generation of headless CMS, you know, that's being used to rethink the way content is delivered across multiple devices. Uh, CRMs have been going through this whole revolution of, you know, incorporating more uh, social CRM capabilities, um, you know, integrating in with, you know, new kinds of uh, uh, touch points. I mean, it's just every single, even these old boring categories uh, are incredibly exciting. Um, And then, of course, you're right. I mean, you've got all these new ones uh, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. And it seems like some things will pop up and then they'll die kind of just as quickly as they popped up. But then there's, everybody's talking about obviously ABM in the last year and a half. I mean, what, what, uh, what's your take on that? I mean, do you think that that stuff has staying power? Cause I think the philosophy of ABM has been around forever for, for as long as marketing has, but this, this new technology, um, has kind of just popped up around it, supporting that strategy. And I think it's really, really cool. Um, but what's, what's your take on that? I mean, do you, do you think that's got some, uh, that's got some room to grow still as a category? Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great question. So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, ABM is a, is a philosophy or as a, you know, like a, a strategy, like, okay, this is how an operating approach to doing sales and marketing. It's been around for a while. Um, and what's exciting is the technology is now evolving to greatly facilitate and support uh, these ABM strategies and tactics. So I think ABM as an approach is going to be around for the long haul. In fact, I've heard people phrase it uh, as really the next generation of B2B marketing, that if you're doing anything B2B, why aren't you doing it ABM at this point? Yep. As to whether or not there's a you know, the technology is interesting because, you know, there are there are a set of vendors who are like somehow you could say, all right, they're exclusively ABM, you know, like a company like Engageo or something that's just all about how do we add on this uh, account layer, you know, into marketing sense. But the truth is what's happening is all these other products and other categories are finding ways to support this ABM movement. Um, so, you know, there's things in content marketing or classic marketing automation, right? Like Marketo is now, you know, they expanded all their capabilities to support ABM. So it's like, I wouldn't say Marketo is an ABM platform. I think of it as a marketing automation system, but, uh, you know, their, their, their embrace of ABM, I think means ABM as an approach is definitely going to be around for the long haul. Yeah, and therefore probably new great ideas around supporting that with technology will will be coming up in the next decade, right? Or next few years even. Yeah, this is the great thing about it. I mean, you know, one of the reasons there are so many marketing technology vendors out there is the barriers to creating software are just so low with, you know, infrastructure as a service and open source. And I mean, developers can literally stand on the shoulders of giants to just build amazing things, uh, you know, incredibly cheaply, incredibly quickly. Um, And so, yeah, really what it comes down to is if you've got someone who has an idea that they're working with, you know, a marketing team, 
know, perhaps uh, several marketers, you know, and they're like, hey, wow, there's actually a better, this is a challenge you're running into trying to execute ABM. We've got, we could actually write some software to help that, but they can build it and they can get it out and distribute it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that happens now at just such an incredible pace. Um, uh, it's exciting and, uh, you know, as we all know, a little bit challenging to just keep up with it all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm curious what your take is on, and I, I'm sure this changes every year um, for all the reasons that we were just talking about, but what do you think, maybe for some of our listeners that work for smaller companies and they might be just starting to explore uh, the marketing tech stack or really just starting to get the budget that they can actually dedicate towards building that, where do you think the expert, where do you think uh, is the best place to start there? What are, what are the essentials in a, in a marketing tech stack, especially for somebody who's new to building it? Yeah, I mean, the good news is um, there is a lot of great software for SMBs uh, at this point. Um, you know, uh, and I think, you know, again, it depends a little bit on if you're more B2B-ish or serving professionals versus if you're more of a consumer business but um you know having a having a good system for your website uh you know core content management system and then you can even get these things that are sort of a hybrid uh crm little lightweight marketing automation system you know i mean companies like hubspot you know are sort of the poster child for that uh but there's a, there's a lot of them there's a, there's a lot of great options out there for that uh you know i think if you get those uh, you can get them very affordably they give you a lot of capability uh they're a great way to get your feet in without having to you know try and figure out all of these different other technologies you might, might want to layer on eventually um yeah just go ahead and get started uh create some engaging uh, content and digital touch points for your customers and uh, start to develop those uh, muscles uh, of uh, engaging with people that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Uh, we've tried, I mean, there's so many different technologies out there supporting sales and marketing today, which I definitely don't have to tell you, but it's uh, it's interesting our C it's almost like some days I think our CRM is the most powerful marketing technology that we have either that or our marketing automation system. Those are like the two pillars that support the entire foundation of our sales and marketing system. Yeah. And that's, you know, frankly, uh, uh, you can do so much with the, just that foundation that, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of exciting and innovative technology out there. Um, but at the end of the day, what, what matters here is still the ability to have, you know, a great strategy, a good understanding of who your customer is. And, uh, yeah, just uh, have that ability to create compelling connections with people. Um, I mean, the heart of marketing hasn't changed, even though uh, all the fancy technologies we have around it are brand new. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Well, I have a question. It's kind of getting back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation between marketing and and uh, the tech team or the engineering team. So everybody talks about marketing and sales alignment for obvious reasons. I mean, it is really, really powerful when you get over one of those humps where you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe we weren't on the same page as sales about this one thing. And then it's amazing the benefits you can read from that. But one of the things I'm curious about is from a tech perspective, do you feel like in the industry sometimes there's maybe a lack of alignment between marketing and engineering as well? 
So that's interesting. So that was my background. You know, in Chief Martech, uh, it was all about um, the relationships between marketing teams and IT teams or, you know, in uh, more digital natives, uh, you know, perhaps the engineering teams. Uh, and I would say, yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, well, actually even five years ago, it was a huge problem uh, that at this point in time, I mean, it's not solved for everyone, but, uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, there's become some really good patterns of collaboration across these teams. Uh, and so actually, as this the, the sales and marketing alignment topic has really heated up here over the past few years, um, yeah, it's actually, to me, been the other way around. It's like, hey, wow, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, that same sort of discovery and, you know, the process of, you know, storming, norming, forming, uh, going on between them uh, that, yeah, we saw with marketing and IT five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is really interesting. And I, I don't think I don't think we experience major issues, um, or at least most of the people I talk to, we're almost never talking about a, a lack of alignment between engineering and marketing. Uh, but I wonder if that's also because of some of the self-contained technology that's available to marketers today. I mean, we are kind of becoming more and more, I guess, self-sufficient in the way of, you know, I can do things with Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics and my marketing automation system that I'm sure five years ago, I really had to rely a lot more heavily on developers for, right? Yeah, no, uh, certainly the self-service approach has been very helpful. Um, you know, the... And again, this is less of an issue for SMBs, but as you know, companies start to get larger, um, you know, and they've got other systems that they have to integrate, you know, just all these issues around, uh, you know, um, security regulations, privacy regulations, integrations with, you know, systems that other departments rely on. Um, that's basically where, you know, even if you have a lot of self-service, even if you have a lot of responsibility that's been extended to the marketing team to do a lot of those operations themselves, you still really need to have a governance relationship with IT just to make sure that, you know, I mean, marketing, marketing knows what it's good at, you know, yeah. in leveraging this technology, and they should absolutely be the ones running that. But at the same time, I think it's important to have that humility to say, OK, well, there's some of these other dimensions, um, you know, that, uh, you know, if we're doing a security analysis of, you know, what are the risks of using a particular vendor and, you know, how, um, you know, how reliable are they? What are sort of our, uh, uh, you know, uh, service level, uh, you know, payments, I mean, all these sorts of things, being able to partner with IT and having an IT person who's really experienced at that stuff come in and be able to help with the evaluation uh, and help, uh, you know, uh, get the right match together there. Um, that can be really powerful too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I know our IT team has saved me from making mi several mistakes <laughs> in the past. They're awesome. Um, so let's talk about the conference. It's coming up soon. Um, what, what's going on at the conference that you're most excited about this year? So it has, really doubled in size uh, this year, both in, uh, yeah, the number of people who are going to be at the event, but also just the number of sessions. And so we moved to a variety of tracks uh, this year. So a lot of tracks, uh, you know, focused on, 
to me, this intersection of not just marketing and technology, but really marketing technology and management, right? How do you, how do you adapt your organization to really be able to take advantage of these new capabilities? Because marketing just doesn't operate the way it did five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, so we're going to have a lot of case study driven, uh, uh, presentations on, you know, digital transformation, uh, sort of the interplay between CMOs and, uh, you know, heads of marketing technology, heads of marketing operation, uh, got a whole track actually just focused on, uh, agile marketing, uh, you know, really the, the human dynamics, you know, of managing, uh, uh, marketing in this technology, uh, overdrive mode we're in um and then but we're also going to deep dive into some technology we got a track on uh, emerging technologies uh got a guy who's going to do a phenomenal presentation actually i've uh, heard him on uh, uh marketing in a blockchain world like with all this crazy blockchain stuff and cryptocurrencies you know it, how does that actually relate to marketing well the turns out there's some really fascinating things starting to happen there. Um, you know, wow. we've got things going on with like bot-to-bot marketing, obviously all this stuff with AI. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I sound like if I'm a kid in a candy store, that's what I feel like. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. That's awesome. No, that sounds really, really great. So for our listeners who don't yet know Scott Brinker or MarTech, which I'm sure there are very, very few, but where should they go to learn more about the conference, about you, about the blog, all that good stuff? Sure. Well, uh, the, the conference uh, site is MarTech, M-A-R-T-E-C-H, conf, C-O-N-F, dot com. Uh, and then my own blog is uh, uh, Chief MarTech. Uh, and just to make that confusing, it's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C, without the H, uh, dot com. In fact, actually, we have a big uh, preview on that. Don't, don't get me started on the branding craziness. I don't know what I was thinking nine years ago to not put the H on that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. It's trendy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? So I'll, I'll just... I feel like I have to defend it. So back in the day, it was Marcom. People would talk about Marcom, and they would actually abbreviate it M-A-R-C-O-M. Um, you know, a few people use two M's, but for the most part, it was just Marcom. And so I was like, oh, well, that's a nice six-letter thing, six-letter, uh, you know, phrase. So this intersection of marketing and technology, MarTech, without the H. But yeah, that was just stupid. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's cool to have the background. No, I think it's a, I think it's good uh, supporting thought behind Sans H. It's good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jordan. This episode of B2B Nation was recorded at the Technology Advice Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. For more episodes of B2B Nation and more on this particular episode of B2B Nation, be sure to visit our blog at technologyadvice.com blog. You can follow along with B2B Nation by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us.